this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, and that's all that counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Thanks. This is Mike Semperbevy from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Woo! He now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. Woo! James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. Yeah. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping off the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. Welcome to the December 10th edition of One Nation Live. James, what's going on, man? Not too much. Uh, just this watching NFL football, which is kind of weird for me this year so far. Like, I know I know you did your whole, um, or did, did, did your little protest, I won't be funny, did your little protest on the NFL after, you know, what's been going on with Kaepernick being blackballed. I didn't follow, but like, like I didn't even have to even really go on a, on a protest. Like the football has been so bad and generally boring, and most of these teams been mucked that I haven't even really like. I didn't have to really put my like you know basically say I'm done with y'all, but like it has not really inspired much. Even though my team is you know yeah. two seed in the, in the conference right now, it's still like most of the football is like, dude. You look at the one o'clock slates, you're like, okay, Kirk uh, how, Cousins versus how, uh, how long Kirk you Cousins expect versus Case Keenum? Do I really want to sit here and watch that? I was gonna say, I was gonna say, how long you expect uh, Case Keenum to keep going for the wheels fall off? Because it can happen at any time, James. You're right, but he still keeps playing well. I mean, and that's a testament to like when you have two of the ten best wide receivers in football, you can be as mediocre as you've always been, and your numbers expand. You know, like if people didn't realize it before, it's kind of like the what happened with Ryan Fitzpatrick a couple years ago. Yeah. It's like, oh. This dude's playing really well. And then, they, you know, he throws him out the playoffs. But it's like, well, you're playing with Brandon Marshall, you know, a guy that's always open. Because, yeah, you know, you throw wherever, he'll get open. Like, you have a chance when you have talented uh, people around uh, medio- medi- mediocrity. So, yeah, man. Um, I, I just want to yeah. say, um, yeah, man. Like, uh, we appreciate everyone uh, that's been listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. The network is growing every week. Uh, welcome yep. to the um, network, keeping it strong style. Those guys had an awesome week. Also, make sure you guys check out the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Uh, what up to Ricky and Clive? Uh, they were talking about the column I wrote uh, last week. I had to do with Daniel Bryan. We're actually going to talk a little bit about that. And also uh, the SMC Podcast. Uh, those gentlemen from the, the, the Red Staters, as we say. No, I call them no coaches. You can call them the Red Staters all you want to. <laughs> the Red like, State Podcast. So, hey, I got a quick question, right? Yeah. So, with Ricky and Clyde, that's two people, right? Yeah. Me, One Nation Radio, me and you, that's two people, right? Yep. Keeping a strong style, that's two people, right? That's two. The SMC Podcast, that's three people, right? You got it. So like, why are we calling? Our, so now that there's nine of us, why are we like making all kinds of like Wu Tang references? <laughs> why aren't we? Why aren't we? Why you know? Why not? 
I mean, cause look. Oh, then you gotta take it back. Cause if one of y'all say I'm you God or, or <laughs> we, <laughs> we got some fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so let, let us know who who, who is who. Uh, if you had to compare all all of us across the uh, Social Suplex Podcast Network to Wu Tang Clan members, who would we all be? Um, I would I would like to be, I would you know I would like to be considered uh, Ghostface, but you know like I don't really like snort cocaine like that. So <laughs> no no fish scale, James. Kind of iffy. Yeah, no, no fish scale. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But let's get into it, man. We've been bullshitting long enough. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, so the first thing we're gonna uh, talk about is an unfortunate situation. Um, Ritz Swan was arrested late last night um, for and, and held uh, under false imprisonment and battery. Uh, it sounds a lot worse than what you know you might think based on or excuse me it those words make it sound a lot worse than when you read the report like what happened but this is all allegations this is in a police report so you know we don't have all the facts because you know i don't know about y'all but i'm not prone to just trust police um (laughs) so um so james did you hear about the uh whole thing um, I, I mean, I pretty much got what you um, you sent in our, in one of our uh, groups online uh, in a um, um, message chain. So, I mean, I, why is he still? Why is he suspended indefinitely? Are you waiting to find out if there's something that can possibly keep him employed? And if that's the case, like. What are you holding out on hearing and where he wouldn't need to be fired? I don't understand. Well, the the deal is they have like a zero tolerance policy and then if they're convicted, they're automatically fired. Um uh, so what they do is suspend people like in a, you know, they put them in a state of abeyance essentially, like uh the WWE Championship back in 2011. But Stupid. No, but my no, but what I'm saying is like why even do the suspension? Just fire them. <sighs> I mean, that, what, what else do you need to know? I mean, that's their policy. Like, they want to make sure. I think they do that uh, for protection-wise. Like, wh- as far as, like, you know, we we don't mean to say this, but the rules aren't the same for everybody. Like, if it came out next week that Randy Orton was beating his wife, right, and then they didn't have all the facts, or it was a murky situation. I won't say beating his wife. Let's say it was a murky situation that we didn't really have all the uh, – the details on and all that they wouldn't want to have to just fire randy orton so that's kind of what i i think they have in line with it but um you know he was arrested in gainesville um, just after midnight on december 10th on charges of battery and false imprisonment and his victim is his wife of nine months months sue young um independent wrestler extraordinaire and the false imprisonment is a felony charge so the deal with it is um so the story goes like he was critiquing her performance and began getting angry with her. And then um, the victim got scared that the argument was going to escalate and got out of the car in the area, you know, in Gainesville. And then uh, Swan stopped the car in the middle of traffic in, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sue Young jumped out the car. And then apparently he chased her and yelled, you know, to get back in the car. I mean, all this stuff isn't really important, but um, they... Yeah, we're it's just a, a crazy situation. I just hope you know both of these folks come out. You know, I enjoy both of their work um, a great deal. I just hope everything's okay with them. Um, 
you know, Rich Swan was supposed to wrestle tomorrow night. Uh, that's obviously not happening. <laughs> that is. <laughs> um, but yeah, and and you know, you guys can go find the police reports and all that. And this is this is sad to see. Like, um, if it's the end for this guy, you know, he's he's gone through so much to get here. Uh, you know, his story is well documented. As he was, you know, uh, he was homeless for a while. He was um, working the independent scenes uh, up and down for years. We were actually in attendance at his very last independent match where he jumped off the fucking um <laughs> he jumped off like a um like the roof essentially of the the place we were at and into the ring and it was crazy um but yeah man like what like what do you think about like what do you make for swan about this um i hope that they both get help like for you to be in a situation regardless of um, like I don't know what all happened, what damage was done between the two, but when you're getting out of moving cars, like there's something really fucked up going on. Um, and I hope that both of them can get some type of help. Um, her as far as um, you know, whether or not she or her being able to you know find some type of uh, counsel and figure out of you know. Um, she needs to move on or whatever she needs to do to take uh, says protect herself in the future or whatever else. And then him, like, he needs help because clearly there's something going on, like, um, as far as, uh, you know, involving anger and all types of other stuff that's going on with him. So he needs, he needs like, they both need help. So um, I wish I wish them the best. And, you know, if they don't need, if you know, if this situation where they need to be apart from each other, then so be it if it's for the better, if it's for the, you know, the sake of, her in particular and also him yeah go to a couple of these comments we got a comment from joshua smith hashtag free swan um josh also what? says free my dog swan um what? sergio says is i think it's better not to fire them right away just in case that it's a false report and i and i think that's why they do the whole suspension thing uh, he said not saying he did or didn't personally i don't think it's false but it's better to take uh better to not take action before knowing all the facts um, if i remember correctly if i remember correctly there were wit- there were eyewitnesses on hand right uh, i would have to look that up but um they do have a full police report for like what this uh this whole deal you know uh, what happened with it? But uh, like like James said, I hope these uh, folks both you know find what is best uh, for them, and you know if that means them being together and fixing whatever's going on, awesome. If not, you know, best wishes to them as well. Um, but on to something a little bit more uh, positive. Um, <laughs> there was a match in India uh, yesterday, James. And it was between gender. You say going to something more positive? Why would this be positive? This is awesome. What? This is awesome. Go ahead, finish. Yeah. So uh, there was a match in India. Um, the, the great return of the modern day Maharaja, <laughs> whatever that shit is. Uh, he was taking on the game Triple H, and uh, they went thirty minutes. Poor fans. They had to watch those guys wrestle for 30 minutes. Uh, but Triple H went ahead and, and pedigreed him after what was deemed a classic by WWE.com. Uh, whatever the fuck that means. Because we're going to talk about their match of the year um, list later. And it's 
absolutely uh, mind-boggling. Um, so yeah, this this is the end. You know, possibly like we're we're this is one more sign like that. Hey, we're off this gender shit. We got pretty much one more week to see like you know if it's for real. Um, but yeah, Triple H brings out the shovel. James, what you got? Like, so can I get my like last seven months of, of WWE television back? I'd love for it to be back. Like, so what the, what the fuck was the point of this? Like, it was stupid. The whole time it was stupid. But you know how they are. Like, I mean, we're now about to go to a fourth straight Roman Reigns main event. So, like, clearly they don't give a fuck what we think. So, <laughs> like, why? So, why can't he be triple fucking H of all people? Because Jinder Mahal is not a star. Um, the night before... He was never a star. They made him, they still gave him the belt. Who correct. Like, correct. And they were wrong. What does that mean? They were wrong. The whole time, they were wrong. Um, Roman Reigns actually defeated Triple H the night before. So, I don't, you know, in your theory, James, I don't see why Triple H couldn't have done a job here. It's just Triple H is like, why the fuck would I lose to that guy? And that's pretty much what we're all thinking. So, you know... It's unfortunate for the guy because obviously it doesn't make sense. And they this whole thing has kind of been a disservice to him, which is, I think, an early point that we all made. Um, like, yo, you throw someone out there that's just not ready for this, so when he sucks, you know, that's... Uh, like it's not fair to him but at the same time we got to watch this shit so i don't want to see it like i want my main eventers to be overqualified like i want them to be like the very best guys in the business that are fighting over the belts and when you throw this guy in there that's nowhere near close to being one of the best in the business it just fucks everything up and then the show gets like repositioned and you're doing all this stuff to hide them and it's just terrible and we're gonna get into more of that in our end of the year show but this whole thing, like, with Triple H going over him, like, <laughs> I saw so many memes, uh, you know, I mean, why? Like, wh- what is the deal? Like, you know, with Triple H, bro, like, like why did they do this? I, dude, I don't know, man. Like, it makes no sense. Like, from what I heard... When Triple H came out, he was the bigger star of the two, which you know, obviously it makes sense because one guy was, you know, been treated like a star, even bigger than a star than he ever actually was for, you know, almost for the, you know, the better part of two decades. And then, <laughs> and then you have, uh, and then he beats Jeremy Mahal and he's like, okay, so what was the point of any of this? Any of it? Oh. If, if, like any of it. if anyone wants to call in to uh, One Nation Live and, and talk about Jinder Mahal and how stupid this whole thing was for the last seven months, please feel free. Uh, you can call One Nation Radio on Skype. Um, yeah, man, this is like, uh, you know, this is nuts. Um, so let's go to some of these comments right here. Uh, Josh says, Ring General versus Ring General equals classic. No, it does not in this case. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nicholas says, uh, Trips needs to build to whatever he's doing at Mania. Yeah, that was probably, he's probably like, man, I can't go in there and lose back-to-back twice. Is, is Josh, I got a question. Is Josh, like, trying to be, like, the PFT commenter? Sounds like it. Because, like, these, like, he's, like, free swan. was like, what the fuck? And then, <laughs> and now, like, you know, gender, ring general. My God. Like, dude, why are we give the dude a show to put that when he put this on? We put this stuff out on, in public. Oh why, my god! What, what do we do this for? We're gonna ha- we have to ask, ask Jeremy to have a have a discussion with uh, Josh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and that, that man. <laughs> 
Um, Nicholas says gender equals back to jobber. We got one more week to figure that out. So, like, I'm not writing it off because this would be the most WWE thing ever to do all this and then give him the title back next week and just yeah. throw us into more matter. uproar. Yeah, it doesn't matter because it wasn't on TV. It's like, dude, you changed belts on TV this off TV this year. Like, I don't want to hear that. Right. Um, Sergio says, I'm still open to gender, but I can't find. I don't think he finished his sentence. And Josh says, I'm funny. Ha, ha, ha. Um, yeah, man. So, like, you know, Jenner Mahal, uh, we got one more week of this. Um, we're going to get to more of it on the, uh, the end of the year because I'm, uh, I, I think it's time for me to fully, you know, you know, just let it, let it, let it, let it completely out on WWE for, you know, ruining essentially, uh, you know, SmackDown, uh, how they've done. But Monday Night Raw is a little bit better. Um, what, uh, before we get into the next topic, like about Daniel Bryan, James, what did you make of, of the wrestling this week on Raw and SmackDown? You know, like I would have to, I would have to say, oh, Raw in particular, like I enjoy the fact that we got like lengthy matches. I just wish that like there were bills to where we would know that like we need to care that the matches had that kind of length to them, because um, like really, when you think about it. Jason Jordan versus Roman, they that's their second match. We've seen that before. Jason Jordan's working, you know, working with this injury, fake injury thing going on right now, whatever he's doing right now, whatever the hell that is. Um I didn't you know, I wouldn't expect that match to go that long. And then you next thing you know, like, oh, we're going through two commercial breaks. Um, <laughs> the main event, obviously, that made sense. Uh the Roll what was the other match? There were like four matches that were really long on Raw. Yeah, Rollins and Cesaro. Or was that no, that was yeah, last Rollins. week. That was last week. Um, yeah, that was last week, yeah. It was the Cruiserweight. They had a long match. Yeah, the Cruiser Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cruiserweight match. I at least at least they did at least they were doing spectacular shit, right? Like at least, you know, in their situation, they got more time than people were expecting, but like they did so much crazy top level stuff that is like it made up for that so I'm okay with that but like so like I can you know at least there was a reason for it but like wasn't there a women's match that had length that may make any sense or am I, am I just wrong with that I think there was a women's match that was uh that was a little bit long and it was it was Paige versus Sasha that's what it was okay like I, I, I get that match having length because you know it's, it's her it's, it's Paige's first match back but I don't know. Like I felt like maybe she should have be maybe she should have won faster. Uh huh. Especially given that like Sasha's been a geek since SummerSlam. Yeah. Since after SummerSlam. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They. How How do you think Paige looked? I I thought she was like you know she was just fine in the ring. Like there was like you know she's been off for a while, but it didn't look like it. She looked like a pro in there. That was a surprising thing. That's why I was surprising to me. It was like. Okay, I thought it was me like a normal, you know, seven minute match or so, but like not went longer than that. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, wow, like they hit the ground running with her. Like they they treated her almost like she was Daniel Bryan, uh, like going to SmackDown and having <laughs> casket matches. Like, oh, you coming back? All right, well you come Time back, to work you ready to sprint. Yes. Bro, like there like if <laughs> if you want that that just adds more to the confusion around um two thousand fifteen when they brought Daniel Bryan back, they made him the anchor of SmackDown, made him have all these raw ass matches on TV. The the literal greatest casket match I've ever seen. And you know, I think I don't know if that was after the Royal Rumble or not. I think it was. But um 
Yeah, it just it just speaks. No, no, the casting match. No, the casting match was before the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah, that was to qualify for the Royal Rumble. I, okay, I believe. Yeah. So, oh man. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. So um, the the next thing. Speaking of Daniel Bryan, um, so I wrote a column this week, uh, basically asking, you know, is WWE dumb enough to turn Daniel Bryan heel? James, where do you think this is headed? Because you know, I wrote a couple things, and and I don't have a good feeling about this. Well, when I read your when I read it and um I I read it and I doubled back to the headline which is you know are they dumb enough to turn him heel? I thought like, well if that's the question the headline then like you can see, you can save yourself like all those how many hundred how many words how many hundred words were that? <laughs> I would probably say like a little over eight hundred ish. And words you can say instead of eight hundred words and been like yes the end <laughs> like face to black yes they're coming up to do this like and you know they're also and they're also smug enough to where when the shit don't work they'll be like see we played a double turn between him and Shane the whole time unbelievable <sighs> bro like if they're going to come out here and try to get people to boo down Brian that's just like that's even worse than trying to get people to cheer Roman Reigns like. <laughs> It, it really is because you can almost like live with the fact that Roman Reigns is getting booed out of every gymnasium um, that there is. But um, you know, Daniel Bryan, the literal most beloved wrestler of this century, uh, <laughs> literally this that's this century, bro. That's the word I've been using. Yes, this century um, to describe Daniel Bryan. Um, you would think that. Um, well, well, I'll get to that in a second, Sergio. But um, this guy. Daniel Bryan is a fan favorite on the level beyond wrestling. Like, it's not a good guy babyface you're rooting for. You're literally rooting for Daniel Bryan. And this guy like has a connection yeah. with the audience that no one like him, no matter how much you thought Sami Zayn was comparable to Daniel Bryan, it's not the same. Like, it's <laughs> So, um, you know, uh, Josh was saying the casket match was great, but not better, not better than Grave Consequences 1. I don't watch Lucha you Underground. Know, you know, Rich, Rich, I was going to interrupt you and be like, watch Josh hop in the comments and talk about some Lucha Underground match. I, I was going yeah. to say it, but I forgot to say it. Yep, I, I'm sure, and sure enough, he did it anyway. Josh, he can help himself. J- Josh said, I assume Shane will turn heel. He's a McMahon and it's WWE, although it's the company that tried to turn JR heel twice. Um, I don't think he's the only reason I say Daniel Bryan's going to turn heel or something like that is because of the firing stipulation. We obviously know Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going anywhere. So I feel like it's a situation where Shane McMahon either has to begrudgingly give them the victory, or if that doesn't happen, Daniel Bryan has to has to make sure these guys don't get fired somehow. And knowing them, they're going to try to position old babyface Shane in this heroic figure, Shane McMahon, you know, as his, as his fucking face. While, meanwhile, this guy has a punchable face, for one. <laughs> and, and two, don't nobody want to boo Daniel Bryan and cheer Shane McMahon? That, oh my god, it's just disgusting. Um, Sergio says, well, they did turn CM Punk at the peak of his popularity. That wasn't their hand was forced on that because The Rock was like, all right, either we're gonna we're gonna have him fight Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble and give Daniel Bryan a championship uh, as a heel, or you can turn heel CM Punk and uh, and you can get a match with The Rock. So he was like, well, fuck it, I'll turn. Like their hand was forced and in that, that situation. And at that point, it's like, okay, so it also made more sense in that situation. It's like, all right. Like, 
you're going into it. It's like, all right, the, they they want to do you know twice in a lifetime. You know, what what can we do to make it bigger? The belt. All right, we got to transition this thing over to the Rock. I mean, CM Punk. There was nothing enough for CM Punk to do as a face at that point in time, anyway. Yeah, yeah. It was um, you know, he he went through like Ziggler. He went through the Elimination Chamber. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Jericho. Uh, I don't know if he had got yet to Cena yet, but he's, he has started to turn in motion by the time the uh, SummerSlam match came. But Cena, but Cena was a baby face at the time. Randy Orton was a baby face at the time. Like, there was really... I mean, unless he was going to fight the Big Show, no one shit else to do. Do you want to fight the Big Show? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so, he's a, Sergio says, it seems like Daniel would heel, team with the heels, but Shane feels more like a heel now. Yes, Shane McMahon does feel like a heel. Why? Because he is the heel. Like, he's the guy that is literally overlooking everyone, and, you know, he's drunk with power right now, uh, and he's really trying to stick it to these two guys. And what he's Every, doing... Everything that, Sammy, everything that Sammy Zayn has said in promos is 100% true. Yep. And every everything he's doing is gonna alienate the one guy that's supposed to be on his side, Daniel Bryan. And just I don't, I don't know, man. Um I who do you think Shane fights this year at WrestleMania? Because you just know it has to happen. I mean, I would say that you have to say like the people that would be put up would be like Angle, Triple H, um, Sami Zayn. Even though the thought of Sami Zayn in a singles uh, WWE WrestleMania match is like hilarious, um, but yeah, like those are the ones that those that's what comes to my mind. Like, I mean, you could say you know the pipeline, the pipe dream of Daniel Bryan, but like we don't know if they even gonna clear this dude. So it's hard. So it's hard for me to even just put that out there. Um, like, there's no like who else is on the SmackDown side can wrestle? You know, <laughs> as they say with Survivor Series. You know, this is the only time. That's the only time of the year when, when Raw and SmackDown collides, except for you know when they they bring in AJ Styles to fight Finn Balor a month before on pay per view. Right. Um, now it depends where they're going with the Royal Rumble, but you know they said Shane um, likes to link himself with you know whatever popular act is going on at the time, or you know some convoluted way to turn and have him fight Nakamura or some shit. Like, <laughs> that's all kinds of that sounds I, dreadful. Maybe, maybe he fights the modern, uh, the modern day Maharaja at WrestleMania. Holy shit. Shane McMahon versus Jinder Mahal. Shoot me now. Shoot me now. That's, I think, I don't know if that would be the most hated match that I've ever like had. Like, because y'all really going to try to make me cheer for Shane McMahon? Really? They've been doing it for how long now? Bro, like, they had him f- trying to fight The Undertaker. They had him fighting AJ Styles as a babyface. Like, bro, like, I'm so tired of Shane McMahon. He needs to go, bro. <laughs> like, he needs to go. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm in the same place you are. <laughs> like, leave. Um, leave my life. Like once they like once they did the whole AJ thing, and were like, oh, so AJ's out of title picture. He's gonna fight a civilian at WrestleMania. Like, all right, I'm off the Shane shit. Like ever since then. Yeah, Shane the civilian McMahon, as I've um, named him in column form and uh, other, you know, uh, areas and um, all that jazz. But um, <clears throat> yeah, man, um, Mia Khalifa. Um, you know, film star and you know, star of um, the show. A what? A what? She's a uh, an actress. 
what kind of actress? She is. Uh, she she performs in movies. Um, what kind of movies? You know, uh, ones that are on the internet. It either starts with an A or a P. <laughs> okay, Mia Khalifa. Former porn actress. I don't know if she's still, you know, in the business or whatever. Um, no, nah, I think I think she's out. But no, nah, I mean, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were gonna say eventually come around and say she's an adult performer or adult actress or whatever. But you can come with it, so you're like, ah, oh, porn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She'd be doing right, flicks, man. bruh. Like, <laughs> oh um, she she has a show with Gilbert Gilbert Arenas, a uh, former NBA player, and they yeah. uh, it's like a sports kind of theme show, and she's trying to carve out her her niche is you know that's kind of like her post. Uh, flick life, uh, uh, to say, Josh, thank you, Josh. Josh says she's retired, so uh, you know, she if you're a fan of her work, so yeah, awesome. So, <laughs> um, so I'll never be a fan necessarily, be a fan of her work to know, like, about the fact that she's retired. I mean, it was, a, it was actually like she was like she was one of like, uh, like maybe a handful or so of, of like pornographic. Of, uh, of porno porn stars like to kind of like get some type of mainstream notoriety over the last like five ten or five years to say for sure so like yeah, you kind of sh- like you can be on twitter and see her trending on twitter and find out and find out some shit about her you don't even, even yeah. know who she was <laughs> um so the reason we're talking about her is uh she caused a stir uh, with her comments on professional wrestling this week, um, they were talking about Ronda Rousey uh, coming to WWE, uh, and I actually have the audio here, so we can actually run. This. <laughs> <laughs> she was probably putting a play on Fight Night. You think uh, that's what it was? Maybe, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Conceivable. But another person that made their money in the ring is Ronda Rousey, and she's close to finalizing a deal to join the WWE. Do you think this is the right move for her career, Mia? This is where her career will go to die. Absolutely not. I have no respect for the WWE. I don't think it's a real sport. So, I, really? I, yeah, I think that's where her career will go to die. Well, she crashed WrestleMania in 2015. We've seen plenty of stars take their star status and make it even higher by joining wrestling. Gil, me is against it. Do you? It's not I mean, a sport. I know, but it's it's for it's fans. choreography. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then, but that's the best thing for her career after she got her ass knocked out. That's so, embarrassing. Twice, you go twice, from twice, real fights to wearing a sequin unitard and pretending to fight. Yeah, well, it's better than getting hit in the face. Exactly. You don't want to yeah. get it. All right. So um, yeah, we heard uh, the comments from Mia Khalifa, um, and and she she pretty much you know came around around his head essentially. Uh, James, your thoughts. Yeah, so, like, I'm assuming people were upset because she called wrestling fake and called it a fake sport. Yeah, well, she said she has no respect for it and it's not a real sport. And at the same time, the way she said it, it was like, well, duh, it's not real. Like, I mean, well, like, yeah, like you, you wouldn't yeah, respect it for being sport. Like, what, what are you saying? Those those yeah, two don't like, go so, together. Yeah, so me, is like, okay, so she said that, like, she can't respect it because it's not a real sport. It's like, one, like, no one's trying to, at this point in 2017, no one's trying to, like, pull the wool over your eyes that it is a, that it's a legitimate sport anyway. Right. Um, and two, as far as the end of her career, like, I mean, her career, it, her career effectively ended when, um, when she got her face knocked off her, off of her, off of her, uh, skull. Like, right. you know, so it's like, like, you that know. was already done with. So like, I mean, whatever, like yeah. her is art, like she ain't really say nothing. that's like not true. And there's nothing that she ain't saying. anything. it's kind of like some type of, 
in my opinion, some big deals. Like, yeah, wrestling's not real, and yeah, Ronda Rousey's career pretty much is over. So, may as well use it to capitalize on some of the star power she has to do other to do this right. kind of thing and make some money. And I'm not about to hate on nobody that that is going to go ahead and take money out of Vince McMahon's pocket because Vince McMahon, yeah. you know, he has way too much money. So somebody needs to go get it. So <laughs> um, the whole thing about the the you go from real fights to wearing a sequin unitard pretending to fight that was a little bit low, but. um you know, I, maybe she watched. Maybe she watched Glow and thought that's what, thought, what, thought that's doing. what it is. Know. Yeah. Uh, so you know, as you can imagine, that pretty much riled up um, a lot of folks in the wrestling community who, who could not um, separate uh, Mia Khalifa's previous line of work from you know the comments that she made here. And I'm sure she she caught her fair share of hell on Twitter. And but I would probably say the the one that's got the most attention was Hurricane Helms. Um, former Shane Helms and all that, uh, the Hurricane. And was, he there said, any, was there anybody of prominence that made any that made any type of talk at her, trade uh, any kind of words with her that didn't like re- result in like some form of slut shaming? Was there anybody? I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. So okay. he said, "I'm not going to get upset that a porn star doesn't re- re- um, respect pro wrestling. She's entitled to her opinion. Our bodies take a pounding, and well, so does hers. And then like." Yeah, yeah, so, so slushing. There you yeah. go. So he that that was pretty much the, the the big one or whatever. So you know everyone's saying that the hurricane superpower was the clapback apparently uh, after all these years. So uh, I I mean there are other ways to make your point, and you know. Speaking as a person that has gotten into Twitter wars with semi-famous people or famous people, um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I, I, I went at Amino has his head pretty hard and, and got some uh, momentum until the point where he was forced to apologize. Now I don't know if that has anything to do with me, but I like to think I contributed count, to it. Count, count the victory, count, yeah. Count as victory, yeah. I'll take that as the W. So, um, yeah, and, and I kept it pretty much is is thoughtful like on his point and you know i didn't really come for him as much you know you know i came for him a little bit like you know since he wanted to shoot well we can shoot brother like (laughs) so um yeah man but uh it, it is disappointing to see folks like especially like you know you know, we obviously we know what she did. You know, there's got to be a better way to kind of respond to that. And it's unfortunate that, you know, folks haven't, you know, got to the level of maturity to figure that out yet. So another part about it is like you lame, like flat out, like, oh, so you're calling her a whore because like because like she had sex on camera. Like, OK, cool. Like. For me, for me, I just find it lame because, like, okay, so you can say all this kind of stuff about her. This and the third one is like, dude, like, we all know that like porn is like a, a billion, a multi-billion dollar yearly industry. Like, we clip, like a lot of y'all are talking shit about her. Also, a lot of y'all is you know been out here touching yourselves to her. So, <laughs> I, so like, it's like y'all lame. Yes. Y'all just lame. Yes. Yes. Uh, so what what up Ben I see you just t- tuned in uh, opportune time uh, so uh, Dellen says once Mia found out that Rousey was most likely going to get paid more in WWE she immediately retracted everything she said well yeah well that also you don't I don't think you're if you're a civilian you want them problems with Rousey to be out there um, talking uh. talking that noise 
essentially. No, nah, you, you know what that's kind of like? It's like after uh, it's like Tyson after the Lynx Lewis fight, people talking about, oh, you know, Tyson, ha, ha, nah, nah, all right. Say that shit to Mike Tyson face. See if he will knock <laughs> your face off your skull. If he'll, if he'll rip your head off like a like a jar of jelly. Yes. Uh, like the top of a chair. Yeah, so let's get into some of these questions um, that got submitted from everybody. Um, and, and once again, I just want to give a shout out to everyone that's been listening to the show around the country and around the world. Um, as far as Egypt and Japan and many parts of Africa, the UK, and um, you know, all around the United States, for some reason we're popping in New Jersey uh, a bunch for some reason. So what up to all the Jersey Please. listeners? Yeah, shout out to Jersey. But real quick, you said we popping in in, in our Africa. Yeah, we, we big in the motherland. Yes, I, I I want to say we've got some listens in Africa. All right, well, shout out to the brothers and the sisters we have, of the we, diaspora. We, I, like we, yes, yes, we have we have a listener in Kenya, I believe. Okay. So, uh, and that was uh, I want to say that was just this month. So. Um, that's pretty. That's pretty. Pretty um dope. So, I like that. So if, if we're looking at the last three, let's see where else the last three months um that we got some love from. So we, hey man, we got to get to it, bro. We got. Right, we we, we, we got to send some shout outs, man. It. All right, uh, Australia, what up? Uh, Alaska, what up? Um, who else? Uh, Egypt, what up? Canada, what up? Everybody, what up? So um, yeah. So let's get to some of these questions. Um. Nick Nicholas Guerrero says, "If not against Shinsuke, what do you see Styles doing at WrestleMania?" Boy, whew. um, what, do we know why? What exactly are the plans for like NXT being on Wednesday and then Raw going back to two hours? I think do we, we know gotta, like the logistics of that yet. I think we got a question. Machinations. So I think we got a question about that, but and I think I know what the the answer is to that. So I'm going to try my best to answer that when we get there. Do you need time, or you want to do that now? I mean, um, I can do it now. So, like, the I think the deal with it is just, like, they do this, uh, if you notice, um, in past years, on, like, the big holiday week, like, or the week before the holiday, WWE will get, like, all their shows in prime time throughout the whole week before Christmas. So, like, Monday night it will be Raw, Tuesday will be SmackDown, Wednesday will be NXT, Thursday will be Tribute to the Troops, and then mm-hmm. Friday they'll do something or whatever. And they've done mm-hmm. this for a couple years now. So I don't think this is necessarily like, um, you know, a thing on NXT, like where, yeah, this is like the first step towards them putting it on USA. That I don't think that's the case at all. Like, this is just like a okay. one-time thing. And, you know, it, it, this is not for NXT about to be permanently there on Wednesdays. It's just, this isn't that. Okay, well, basically, I was going to ask, like, what because I've heard some talk about them, you know, they quote, you know how they, for a while, a few weeks ago, like they were taking out that third hour, right? So like they were taking out the third hour of Raw, and and then like the idea was, all right, well we got to get rid of this third hour of Raw because it sucks. So but we but then you know USA still says to them, well we still want our program because your programmings are still our are still our top rated uh, shows. All right, well here's NXT for mm-hmm. Wednesday at eight or nine or whatever. And we move Raw back to two hours, and then and I, I figured you know if, they, if that were if that were something that was actually going to happen, then that would mean that like maybe you know because they have to rebalance the rosters, you end up getting an, a, a, somebody that comes over from from Raw to SmackDown as a potential um, opponent for WrestleMania for AJ. 
Um, I went all the way, I went all the way around that whole thing to get to that point. Because <laughs> uh, because I, I really don't know. Like he's fought pretty much everybody. Yeah, except for Orton, of course. He, he's whooped the whole roster's ass like Bret Hart in uh, 1997, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which which will like be Brock, a running like joke Brock on this right podcast now. forever. What's up? Like Brock Lesnar right now? Yes, like Brock Lesnar has whooped the entire uh, uh, roster's ass. He's he's whooped your WWE champion. He's whooped your uh, your handpicked successor. He's whooped your 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 longest running draw. Uh, he's <laughs> he's whooped your your giant. He's <laughs> your, he's whooped your new monster. He's whooped. <laughs> He, he's whooped everybody, um, and yeah, he, he's kicked the whole roster's ass. Um, if I, I really don't know what what I could see Styles doing at this point, if it's not Nakamura, um, you know, knowing knowing this damn company, but like, yeah, we building up Mojo Raleigh for uh, for for AJ Styles, Jesus. Um, and I know some jackass would come out there and say they, they'd, be, they'd be into that, but they would be wrong. Um, so next question also comes from Nick. Uh, he says, who are your top three favorites to win the Royal Rumble? And if you had your choice, who would you have win the Royal Rumble? You want me to go first or do you want to go? You can go first. All right. You remember the Chappelle show skit when they did the real, the real world? I'm sorry, the band, and they had Di- and they had Chappelle dressing as Dylon. He said, "Who the five hottest rappers of all time?" Yes. He goes, Dylon, 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 and Dylon because I spit hot fire. Right. Well, my top three choices are Roman, Roman, Ro- and Roman because Roman is their guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, dude, like it's either go- like I mean, honestly, like. How much money would you put? How much money would have to be, would have to be at stake for you to put down any money that anybody besides John Cena or Roman Reigns will win the Royal Rumble this year? I mean, it depends on the odds. I and I'm not like really an odds guy or whatever. Okay, well you have to be okay. Well you have to be plus five hundred. <laughs> yes. Okay, plus four hundred. I'm not Meaning sure. You put up a hundred and they, and you, and they give you four hundred. Um, yeah. I take that bet. Plus three fifty. Nah. Okay then. That's where we at. I, I the only reason I think um, you know, and I'm going to lean towards uh, SmackDown winner is based on historical precedent and also. Um, they have the uh, they have the fast lane show. I believe it is a raw show, or excuse me, elimination chamber is a raw show, and mm-hmm. I think they're going to use the elimination chamber to decide the um, number one contender. You know, I don't see the point of putting Brock in there with six guys just to beat them all again, even though they you know they have no problem letting Brock beat dudes. Um, I think Nakamura is the is the pick for the Royal Rumble. Um, you know, unless they want to run back Randy Orton again, which is like absolutely ridiculous. And if they want to do John Cena, it's like, are we going towards John Cena, and AJ Styles? I mean, I don't really see the point of them doing that again, like at WrestleMania. Nah. I mean, they should have nah. done that last year. Nah, just wait for the pay per view. This just wait for the next outcome pay per view when they switch the title back to gender, and then you get John Cena versus gender at WrestleMania. Holy shit, that would oh that's still gosh. that's still at stake here. Yeah, it is. It is still at stake. So uh, the the main event the people want AJ versus Nakamura, or the main event like three people want <laughs> John Cena versus Jinder Mahal, and those three, Who are those three people those three people are Jinder Mahal, Vince McMahon, and David Finishel. So. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, what up, Dave? So um, yeah, um, 
Next question. Uh, Simon says, can an argument be made that John Cena was the best WWE champion of 2017? He had two great matches, and he, it was way better than anything Wyatt Orton or Mahal did. No, because he had that month of AJ Styles. Yes, AJ Styles was the champion in January for most of the month, and then he's been the champion since October, right? Like, in October? I wasn't even going to talk about the second reign. I was talking about the first reign just that month. <laughs> yeah, I'm with that. Uh, just uh, that month. I mean, because, like, think about it. Like, Cena only had a belt for two fucking weeks, so, like, why is his two weeks more you can count for something, and then, like, AJ's month doesn't, or three weeks or whatever doesn't. doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'm with you. Uh, you know, you're not about to get me saying Bray Wyatt is hot in these streets, or um, <laughs> or Randy Orton in 2017, and definitely not like Gender Mahal. And that's like my best like Stephen A. Smith uh, impression with Gender Mahal, like Slava Medvedenko. Um, wow. Oh yeah. Okay. So Simon says, <laughs> "What are your thoughts on the WWE Match of the Year list?" So I'm gonna pull this up, right? Um, the WWE Match of the Year list, um, they came out with a collection on the network. And basically, what they've done is grabbed a, a collection of I don't know what the fuck they were thinking matches. Uh, like, some of them, yeah, they should be there. And then other ones, it's like, this makes no sense to not a soul. One of the ones you find questionable. Oh, we're, we're going to go through them all. So, like, <laughs> okay, so it starts awesome. So, first match on there, John Cena versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship, Royal Rumble 2015. Awesome. Don't you think it's funny? Don't you think it's funny that, like, there's no way we would have known this, but, like, we got that match between them two at, at Royal Rumble, and we thought, yeah, that's probably going to end up being match of the year. Like, we thought that's probably going to be match of the year. And then, like, not only was it, like, match of the year this year, it's like, there wasn't even anything even in this, like, even in his realm, not even close. Crazy. Um, after that, uh, there was a fatal five way in February uh, with the cruiserweights on 205 Live, which I remember being pretty good. Um, they put Randy Orton versus Luke Harper at Elimination Chamber. While a good match, definitely not match of the year quality. Yeah, that was that was uh, that's a borderline great match. I, I would not say that's a match of year candidate, but that was a that was a great match. Like that was matches about as good as. AJ Salvers Orton as at SummerSlam. I imagine like Elimination Chamber was a really good underrated pay per view. That was the best SmackDown pay per view of the year. Yeah, unquestionably. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've got Bailey winning the championship from from Charlotte with Sasha Banks interfering. That's a, that's like a four four and a quarter match, from what I remember. So we've got and we're actually still that- still decent right now. Yeah, I think honestly, I think that's the best women's match on the main roster this year. Good, I think, God. I'm pretty sure it is. Good God! Um, so the uh, the three way match with um, the Authors of Pain, AOP, and the Revival, we were in attendance at at NXT Takeover WrestleMania weekend is on there. Yeah, um, I actually have to have a convo with, with Chad because he seems to have like a one man crusade against this match for some reason. Like, I guess there's something he doesn't like about it. And I think we we, we um, differ quite greatly on that because I mean we were there in person. I don't know how much of that played against it. I would say the only thing that kind of took everyone out of it was when they eliminated DIY first. But to me, that's a solid four and a half star match, like at minimum. 
Okay, so for me, generally speaking, when I'm at, when I'm in attendance to a show, um, like unless I'm sitting like on the floor or like within ten feet of the match because of my vision, like a match will always be better for me on TV than at um, than live unless I'm like really close to the ring, right? So like, I thought that match was great at the time, and I was sitting, I was what second level or whatever, so. Yeah, I thought it was a really good match. Yeah, we got to talk about that, Chad. Not really. I thought it was a great match. <laughs> um, so they got Brock Lesnar and Goldberg on there. Um, they have. I, I mean, I wouldn't put that match on there, but I can understand. But it does. But it's one of the best five minute matches you'll ever see. Right. Then they've got Finn Balor versus The Miz versus Seth Rollins in that uh, that triple threat match they had for the number one contender for the IC title. I remember that. That was that was pretty cool. Then they have Tyler Bate and uh, Pete Dunne, and obviously that's probably the only match that uh, is close to the uh, Cena AJ match. Yeah, like when I think of match of the year, like I, I just don't, I just don't count stuff that's not on the main roster. I just don't. Right. But yeah, like as far as stuff that's not on there, yeah, like as far as like the entirety of the WWE universe or whatever, yeah, that's the second best match of the year, or maybe even the best match. So um, the next one we have the ladder match between the Authors of Pain and DIY in NXT Takeover Chicago. Yep. And here we start going off a cliff. So <laughs> the next match they put Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton <laughs> when Jinder Mahal won the WWE Championship, a match that wasn't even three stars. <laughs> that wasn't even his best match. His second match was the better match. The one in St. Louis when um, the right. one in St. Louis that involving his dad. That, that was a better match. And the, and the one that they did on TV was it was better than all of them. And but, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that, yeah, that's bullshit. That match shouldn't be on there. Um, like next thing you tell me, you will see a bunch of Alexa Bliss matches on here too. <laughs> you, you just wait. <laughs> like um, the match, like the only match you'll get any type of consideration for any type of match of can, match of the year can in Alexa Bliss's thing will be her match with Sasha Banks at Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. Um, actually, no. Which actually, match no, is better between? No, wouldn't. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Actually, like, bro, I'm looking at this list. I think that's, like, only one real thing. Oh, excuse me. There's also one other thing that's absolutely ridiculous on here. Um, We'll get to it. Um, So the next match is the Fatal Five Wave from Extreme Rules. Cool match. Okay. Like, I wasn't crazy about it. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns in June. I I think that was the first time they fought each other. And that was lit at the time. I wouldn't put that on there. Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't put it on there. Like, you know, it's not a match of the year contender. Um... The women's gauntlet match to determine the number one contender for the Raw Women's title that Sasha won that Nia Jax was in there the whole time. That match was good. That match was really damn good. That's one of their TV matches of the year. The SmackDown uh, Women's Money in the Bank. Which on, one? On the one on SmackDown? The, yeah, the one on, or excuse me, the one on SmackDown. So the second one, right? The second one. I mean, I don't know. Like, I. The, the first one was better, except for the finish was worse. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Nikki Cross and Asuka in a last woman standing match. John Cena versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And that deserves to be on there. The thing is, like, shouldn't that have been a pay-per-view match? <laughs> like, like, come on, man. Should have been a WrestleMania match. Yes. Um, AJ Styles and Chad Gable. Yep, that match is good. Bro, but the thing is, like, those aren't match of the year matches, bro. Like, these nope, are, like, eight-minute right. matches on random shows. Like, no, yep. that's not how this works. That's how, 
But no, but it is how it works when this year has been that bad in the ring. Right. And and I feel like that, that gives credence to, to everything that we said on this show um, throughout the like, year, like is, where, where they failed on pay-per-view consistently. Like, most of these matches you're naming are matches that wouldn't even like, wouldn't even like gotten mentioned for match of the year like last year. Yes. Let alone like put on a list for best matches and by bro, WWE. And when <laughs> and when putting this up against uh you know them boys on the other side of the, the world, oh my god. Um, so again, I'm, I'm not even going to get into comparing them against like New Japan or whatever else. I'm going to compare them against their prior work just the year before. Right. Um, so it picks up a little bit with uh, Johnny Gargano and Andrade Cien Almas in the opener at NXT Takeover Brooklyn. Um, now that match is definitely on that list. Yes, definitely does. I gave that one four and a half. Um, so they put the SummerSlam match between the Usos and the New Day, or excuse me, the SummerSlam pre-show match between yeah. the, the Usos and the New Day, and they came out there and said, "Don't y'all ever disrespect us." And I, I think I yep. gave that one four and a half as well. <laughs> yeah, that match was great. Like that was the best match on SummerSlam. Yep. Then they put the main event of SummerSlam on there, which. For some reason, okay. folks dig, but I I was I like that I like that match, but like oh it no, it wasn't bro. one of the best. It was one of the best matches of the year, but like would I nominate that for match of the year this year? Like, I don't think on, it was on great. the main roster. No, I would not. Like, I don't think it was great. Like, I thought it was just good. Um, Big Show versus Braun Strowman. Uh, the final chapter when Big Show came out there looking like King Kong Bundy and he slammed him through the cage. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kyrie Sane versus Tony Storm, the semifinals of the May Young Classic they put on there. Yeah. Um, no Mercy, uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose against the Bar. Want to be real? Given the matches that you're naming that have been put on here that I would not put on here because I think they're questionable, and the fact that they put the Tony Storm Kyrie Sane match in there, and that's the case of like they need to put the Kyrie Sane Bianca Belair match on there. Yeah. They need to put the uh, Tony Storm. And um and Piper Nevin match on there. Uh, they need to put on the uh, who else did Kyrie same uh, wrestle like every single one of her matches could be all on her matches. On yeah, her, she wrestled uh, Tessa Blanchard. Blanchard. Yeah, the Tessa Blanchard match could be on there. <laughs> the final could be on there. The yeah. one she fought uh, uh Baszler. Yep. Uh, I mean they you could put you could put Baszler versus uh Lecrae on there too if you wanted to give them the competition that that you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a lot of matches like where like I don't know. Um, you got Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens, and then you have Enzo Amore versus Kalisto. <laughs> is anybody, is, wow. That's that's bullshit. Seriously. So those last two matches you name, right? So the main event, um, not main event. I'm sorry. The uh, the Hell in a Cell match, right? Yeah. So are we going to still pretend that match was good? I dare someone to tell me um, that, that that match is good on a rewatch. I, I dare someone to. Like, and I told you this, I should rewatch it again, but I told you, like, my first suspicion is you ought to rewatch that. It's not going to be good because, one, it's 30 something minutes long, which means it's like 20 minutes way too long. And two, once you get on top of the cage and you've seen the match before and you know that, that, no, that nobody's going to fall through the cage and fall to their death or whatever, they're just wrestling. And not well because it's Shane McMahon. Yeah, um, I think the thing with that match, and there were long stretches of it where we were just bored. Uh, and I and I was watching this with uh, with Josh and Jeremy, and we were just like, 
I can't believe this. Like, this is just like, like, what are they doing? And that match was bad until they got on top of that cage. And you, everybody was fear and fearful that someone was going to fall through and die. That's correct. the only thing. That's the only element of, of it that made it interesting after after that. And then, but once you once that once you rewatching is gone, there's nothing left to that match. And granted, not every match is meant to be something that's supposed to be great on rewatch, right? Like, sometimes it's meant to just be able to get you through, right? Like, whether it's Shane Man or Triple H at WrestleMania 31, or it's uh, Brock Lesnar beating the hell out of John Cena at uh, the Sting 2015 uh, uh, SummerSlam. But, nah, man, like, the whole thing about this is, like, you know, match of the year, and it's on the network, and it's on a on place for you to rewatch. Like, you rewatch it, you're going to be like, wow, okay. Especially, like, when... You know the first Hell in a Cell match on that on that card is incredible, right? Which I think, <laughs> if you want to make an art, and that's not on this list, and that's stupid to me. That was the best match I saw this year. Like you can, people can say what they well, want. That like like you know yeah, no Neville matches on here at all. By the way, that's stupid. <laughs> um, and, and that's actually something Josh said. No Neville matches at all. No New Day versus like Usos Gallagher. Hell in a Cell. Yep. Neville, Neville and Gallagher at Fastlane. Yep. Joe versus Lesnar, AJ versus Balor not there, AJ versus Lesnar not there, AJ versus Shane not there. I guess they didn't want to turn this into the AJ Styles Awards, apparently. Just like they didn't want to do the Slammies last year when AJ Styles would have won every award instead of Roman Reigns. Yeah, no AJ Styles versus no AJ Styles versus, versus Orton either. No Ray, nor AJ Styles versus uh, Luke Harper either. Yeah, man, like this this is really They gotta do really better. Weird, man. They gotta do better. Um, like I think I could pick a better uh, WWE list than like, I, and I think they didn't butcher it too bad, but they had way too many like TV matches on there that ultimately like meant nothing that and that weren't like they weren't even if they weren't going to mean anything, it wasn't like they went out there and went twenty minutes. Like Roman Reigns and Jason Jordan went out there for twenty minutes and were, was better than like just random eight minute matches they threw on here. And so wait a minute, so like that's another thing about it, right? So Jason Jordan had so Jason Jordan on TV. Had a great match with had a had a, had a hell of a match with with uh, Finn Balor, a hell of a match with Roman Reigns twice, and a hell of a match with John Cena. Are any of those matches on there? No. That's weird. Yeah, it's just That's weird. weird. Wh- whoever's controlling their network, like I wonder how, how, what the politics were behind putting this together. Like you need to have such and such featured or whatever. Like I wonder if that uh, played a role into it. But I personally, you know, I thought the. Uso's a new day definitely should have been on there. Um, yeah, considering they're considering they're the feud of the year in the company, right? Um, <laughs> now wait, another one. How many Shane and how many how many Strowman and Roman matches are on there? Okay, so we've got one Braun Strowman, two Braun Strowman. We've got yes, none of those Roman and Strowman matches like the the one on ones they what? had. Not a single one. That's stupid. Yeah, they like, yet they put Jinder Mahal beating Randy Orton on here. I. You know, oh I, my I'll, God. I'll never they can't even promote their own freaking Golden Boy with his matches on TV. What are they doing? <laughs> no idea. No Roman versus Braun, Dylan. Um, yeah, but they had room for Enzo fucking Amore. I, 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 I will never understand. There had to Roman, be some type of some type of politics going into this. Had to be. Roman and Strowman is the best singles feud of the year. Get no argument from me on that. Anything? Anything even close? I mean. I would have to think about it, but yeah, that, like, like like keeping you keeping you compelled every time they fought. Um, yeah, that that for as far as singles, yeah, that's it. Like, did yeah, they even no, put no, like the no Roman Reigns and put, Owens? Uh, nothing. 
Did they even put the uh, Cena versus Roman uh, not, uh, No Mercy match on there? No. Wow. Like, I they, mean, because, like, I mean, they goofed, don't get me wrong, like, they completely goofed, or Cena completely goofed off the first, like, third or half of that match, but like, once they started getting, like, getting into it, that match got, got to great. Took too long. At, by the end of it, at least. So, um, I don't know, man. Like, that's a weird, that's a weird thing. That's a weird. Yeah. So, thanks for that question, Simon. Uh, oh, Simon also asked, what do you expect to happen for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship should Hiroshi Tanahashi be able to, to unable to compete? Now, I, Tanahashi had to pull out, yes, yes, Jeremy, feud of the year is WWE versus the fans. Correct. Um, <laughs> um, so, Tanahashi had to pull out of the World Tag League, but I don't think this means a damn thing. Uh, Tanahashi, Hiroshi Tanahashi will be defending the IC title at, at Wrestle Kingdom. I have no doubt in my mind that the ace will be showing up. At all. Like, I, I won't even read the report. Like, <laughs> how bad is his knee, though? Do nope. we know? Like, he, they pulled him out of the World Tag League, which is essentially him saying, yeah, I'm not about to wrestle a bunch of these pointless pointless matches that um, right. I'm not even in. I'm not about to do these six-mans or whatever. Do we even know how, like, how his health is considering, like, you know, he's been wrestling with a torn, was it a torn bicep Bicep. torn triceps? Bicep. A torn biceps for how, for, for months. Like, for, he, like a year. Did before the G1? For, like, a year. Yeah, yeah. Like he's crazy. Like so like I have I have no um you know, I have no worries about the ace being ready. Um Jeremy says, "Who do you think Roman should drop the IC belt to?" No one. <laughs> like basically, like basically what should happen is he takes it all the way to WrestleMania. He's the double champion like he's the ultimate warrior and then he turns it over and they have an intercontinental like, run to a match at, like, basically have a run of tournament matches for the IC, take an IC title, and then, like, hopefully Finn Balor should win the thing at the end of the next, by the next review. That's how I would do it. Yeah. You know, they always, I mean, depending on who gets the closest show, they always have, like, weeks of dead television, um, you know, in the lead up, or in the lead up to the pay-per-view after, after, so we'll see. Have them vacate that shit. Wow. Yeah, I'd be like, look, I got two belts. I, I can't be double champion. Yeah, um, you know, if, if they were someone he would lose to, I would, I would probably just go with Joe. Like they could do a thing where you know he he ends up putting Roman to sleep or some shit, so they don't have to make him submit or pin him. So, <laughs> um, I'm not. Yeah, Simon, what's your best case realistic WrestleMania card? That's a whole another show, Simon. Um, <laughs> like yeah, I don't, that's. that's- yeah, me and Rich can literally do that for our entire show. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Like, I'm trying to like eat, like not roll into the Royal Rumble WrestleMania talk as much right now until like January. But you know, you know, just trying to wrap up 2017 and take it for what it is, and then we'll like go full force. So instead of talking about potential, like you know, potential hope, right, and and and, and potential like changing something good like you want to continue to try and wrap up to wrap aluminum foil around this turd that yeah. you're saying of a year that we've had pretty much trying to do no no what i'm trying to do is essentially just bury this year so we don't have to remember it anymore i'm trying to get it all out now and and, and throw it in the grave so we can start fresh in 2018 with that hope uh, like andy dufresne speaks of and hope is dangerous it can kill a man yeah um uh, but okay so I gotta do next. Do we start next week or the week after that when we basically do like the uh, the nominee rap like like, like the honorable mention uh, 
podcast. I, I mean, we can do uh, next week as as a elimination show if you like, and then we can come back um, with you know we can probably record a can show for Christmas week, and then right after New Year's we can go ahead and, and drop the award show. Like we're pretty much just waiting for the um, uh, Clash after of Champions to happen. After New Year's. Well, you know, we put them out on December 1st. We put them out on the 31st. We, it's a good, like, New Year's thing. Okay. Maybe we'll get it out in time for Christmas. So, like, you guys can break away no, from no, your no, families. No. I was mistaken. When you said that for New Year's, I, think you, I thought you meant, like, put it out in January. I was like, all right, but I get what you mean now. Yeah. I mean, basically, like, after the last, like, uh, week of shows uh, for WWE is over with. I get what you mean now. Right. <clears throat> um, so, Joe says, were the choices of female wrestlers brought from NAC good picks? Now, I think it depends on what you want them to do. If you were asking, did they call up the best talent? No, they did not call up the best talent. But these women are playing roles that I don't know if you necessarily want Ember Moon in. I don't think you necessarily want Kyrie Sane, you know, as a part of a three-one group. Like, <laughs> like I don't, no. I don't think you want uh, like the iconic duo to be like. If you're fans of them, right? Like, you don't want them to have to pretty much reconfigure their whole act to be a part of a three-woman unit. So, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. And plus, also, like another thing is, I know they're not going to do it because they love their fifty-fifty booking because like they love to be able to like decide to like not actually build somebody and just be able to like just pick a, a name out of a hat and then be like yeah it's your turn to do x y and z but uh, let's say they were actually trying to make wins and losses matter crazy thing right yeah. it would help to have like people that you can beat and like have to be affiliated with like page or with ruby riot who are actually the real stars and you can beat the minions, you know what I'm saying, or beat right. the goons, basically. Like it would that would help people and help build some uh uh some build some T V and for storylines for pay per view. Which is like, you know, you haven't really done on SmackDown with the women. They just throw them all five at a time in the pay per view match on SmackDown. Um next uh question also comes from Joe. Uh Australia Joe. Aussie Joe. Ozzy, Ozzy, how's it go? Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Ozzy, 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 oi, oi, oi. It's not it's 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 not that difficult. It's not like trying to figure out a twister uh, verse, a twister verse. It's not. It's really. It's just real simple. Yes. Uh, so he says if Brock doesn't resign, what does Paul Heyman do? If Heyman sticks around, who would you guys like to see him pair up with? Joe. Put him with Samoa Joe. I would put him. Joe. With, I'd put him with Roman and turn Roman heel and then and then oh just and go all in. Like I'll have Heyman saying ridiculous shit, but the the condition the condition is that Roman Reigns has to be a heel to do it. Okay, so for me, I said Joe because it will make sense at some point in time to be like to be the shock of it all of him all of a sudden like aligning with Samoa Joe because he badmouthed him and said he wasn't he wasn't a real Samoa and all that other stuff like in the lead up to the Brock match. <laughs> but on the other end, if you do the Roman thing, it also makes some sense because, you know, he he flat out he did everything but for late uh Roman Reigns in the lead up to WrestleMania thirty one. He said he's better than he said he's better than Andre the Giant, the Undertaker, uh Austin, Rock, Hogan, Bruno San Martino. Combined. So like yeah. We already know. We already know how much he loves him. Some uh, some uh, Samoan uh, Samoan Thor guy. So we already know. Yeah, 
Kyle, and Kyle asks, um, thoughts on the decision to try to air NXT on USA? I think we addressed that a little bit earlier. Um, Simon says we got... If, if, go ahead. Oh, if they put it on USA Network, I'll start watching. Um, uh, Simon says we got one week until the end of Jinder Mahal is official. How will you celebrate the rise and fall of the modern-day mediocrity? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna celebrate it because one, I'm not. You know, I, you can't trust the. You can't trust these people. So like, <laughs> he, he might be champion. He might be champion in uh, in, in, the, in uh, the coming days. But uh, all. Jo- but uh, aside from that, like, I don't really. I don't really find um, George celebration out of like him. You know, like, like the theory. The idea is. After this, like he goes back to the back to the mid card, back to being the jobber you go, which is like for me, like I don't want that to happen because like either that means the last seven months have been a complete waste of my time, and two, it also means that like this is the end, like which means like all the stuff that they did and they they, they fucked him over as far as like not actually building him correctly, and then it, it blew up in his face like. He, it becomes a, a thing where he's the failure and it's not WWE's failure to get him over. And people will remember it as him being a failure and he sucked in this and the third as opposed to, nah, WWE's, like, maybe this dude wasn't the greatest wrestler in the world, but, like, they did very, very little to get this dude ready and they threw him out there to uh, into the water to swim knowing damn well he probably couldn't swim and it's, and now it's his fault that he drowned. Like, I, I found that to be, I found that to be upsetting to me. Like, I don't like that. Like, I hopefully, you know, he loses or whatever else, and then like he has a career for the next five years as a, as a solid mid carter. Otherwise, like you wasted so many people's time with this, and you literally did this to spite your fan base. Yeah, like you accomplished nothing. Zilch. Um, no, it, it, like it's, it's it's a weird time for me because like. I've been so hard on whatever they've tried to do with uh, gender, and I feel like I've been justified in you know ninety five percent of uh, everything I've been saying uh, this whole right. time about it. But when it comes to like you know feeling bad for the guy, right? Be like, yo, they threw this dude out there, like, and, and these are the things that we've said, like, yo, they threw this guy out here before he was ready. While people say, no, he's ready, he's ready, like, no, 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 he's he's not. Like, and uh, if anyone like wants to say otherwise like i feel like they're fully trolling us um and like james said like it you would think that this guy would be a mid carter for life now or at least be like you know like someone you can throw like the u.s title on for months at a time like I, i'm not saying he's the miz but after he lost that belt after wrestlemania uh, 27 like he made a complete career as the as a bottom of the mid card mid card guy until he got his recent chance last like since the brand split, like he got a solid run as, as a mid card guy that kept getting opportunities every, like every you know like every season there was he had kept getting put in programs he kept getting stuff to do. I don't know if they're gonna do that with him with with, uh, with gender if he, if this is the end. And also, like, like all that presentation goes away that they gave him as the champion. Like, all that presentation is going to yep. go, like, it's going to be different. So... That man ain't going to show up, like, in... That man ain't going to be, like, after WrestleMania season this next year. 
Like it's gonna be May. And that dude gonna be walking out here dressed like The Rock in in a in a, in a sleeveless T-shirt and, and some sweats instead of wearing a suit. And be like, yeah, the budget the budget's gone. Yeah. You ain't rich no more. Yes. Fuck that part of your storyline. Yes. You done. Yes. We ain't spending no more money on you. Yes. The the, the checkbook is closed. Um. Yeah, but um, you know. When AJ Styles goes goes ahead and gets that win, hopefully um, I will crank. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I will. I, you know, I gotta, I gotta let these folks have it that uh, that tried to ruin my summer. Um, but you mean tried? Yeah, tried. They did that. Yeah. They did that. Yeah, bro. Like that was, that was awful, bro. Like I, I've never been so more, so furious as uh, as a wrestling fan. <laughs> like this is awful. This like remember. Remember after uh, the Iraqi Freedom thing, how they had Bush on the air on the uh, aircraft carrier, and they had that big old banner over the top that said "Mission Accomplished." Yeah, yeah. So they tried to ruin your your summer, bitch. They did. Mission accomplished. Wow. And, and since we are uh, throwing at the George W. Bush, I guess I have to take my shoe off and throw it at they ass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um. So uh, last question comes from uh, Jeremy. Um, he says, help settle a debate between Josh and I. Is Okada and Chaos the faction heels? Jeremy thinks they're faces. Josh thinks they're heels. The members include Okada, Ishii, Toroyano, Beretta, Chucky T, Goto, Yoshihashi, Rapungi 3K, Jado, and Gato. So who's saying they're heels? Uh, Josh thinks they're heels. Well, you know... In most situations, I have to go between Josh and Jeremy. I'm gonna say Jeremy's right, but in this case, like Jeremy actually is right. Like, like who's the heel? Like Ishii's not a heel. He, he, he all everything Ishii does is wrestle where he gets beat up and he fires up throughout his match all the time. What about Yano? Yano's a comedy. It's comedy relief. He's like, a he could be a heel, but he's hilarious. Correct, and and he fights against Minoru Suzuki. So and Minoru Suzuki is a heel. I know that. Right. He's most, as you say, he's the most evil motherfucker ever. Correct. Right? So, uh, Okada is a lot less heelish than he's been in the past. Right. Um, he's been a fighting champion. Uh, who else is in that list? Um, Free, oh, Rapungi 3K, 3K. showing yo. Yep. Yeah, like, they're, I mean, last they're I They're like flashy baby right? faces, yeah. Like, they're about to fight yeah. the Young Bucks. Um, what are you talking about? Beretta, I think he's a face. Um... Goto, I mean Goto at this rate, I don't know what Goto is. Uh, Yoshihashi is just like a guy. Like, I don't think he's a heel. He said, "No guys, at best they're tweeners. They're not faces." I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> like I would think, you know, I I think they've like like James, I think they de-emphasize like Okada's like heelness or whatever, and he's more like a so, Japanese national. Like he's like. So let me get this right. So so in his mind, like, is he thinking like the Bullet Club or or, or the Gaijin heels? Uh, Lij are the faces, and then like in between is chaos. They just there, right? And I think Lij are supposed to be heels. Like they're basically like they're basically they're like cool uh, heels. They're basically like when the women's revolution happened, like L I J or sorry, Chaos is pretty much like uh the Bellas were like their their heels when they gotta wrestle uh the submission uh sorority or whatever they were trying to call right. them. And then their faces when they gotta face uh the those black the women. women of color. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, um, that's that's actually probably gonna um, wrap up the show. Uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to One Nation Radio, uh, One Nation Live today. Uh, like I said, everybody that has been listening around the country and around the world, we appreciate every single listen and download and share and like and comment. So please bring those uh, uh, out for us on uh, Google Play, on Stitcher, on uh, YouTube, on Podbean, wherever you get your podcast from. I'm sure there's a rating system and unlike folks that don't think star ratings are important we are not those people uh we like five stars i know like josh and jeremy were saying they're not allowed to give 6.25 stars but what you can do is just go on there and vote for five twice just do it you know um so make sure you guys check out the rest of the network uh, this coming week. We've got Keeping It Strong Style with their second episode. I don't know what those guys got up their sleeve for the second one. It was very fun. Make sure you guys check out that intro as well. Um, then we've got uh, the SMC Podcast just released their show, I want to say, last night, maybe two nights ago. And then Ricky and Clive was the day before that. Uh, and you guys will probably see them on the other side of uh, Keeping It Strong Style. We may be back later in the week, but you know, uh, WWE hasn't really given us much to uh, work with as far as uh, for two shows in a week. But maybe we'll come back with that NBA podcast we were talking about a little bit earlier um, it, on our live portion of this show. But, uh, James, anything to add before we get up out of here? No, not really. Um, oh, yeah, uh, Florida State has a new coach. That's good. Yes, we do. To, you know. Willie. Yeah, uh, yeah, Willie. I'm, 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 you know, as a Florida State fan, lifetime Florida State fan, like, I could never, I never would have imagined. And it never was like something that really crossed my mind, but I never would have thought, like, oh, yeah, we, we, we'd have an, Af- an African-American coach. Uh. Not because of, you know, whatever else is thought of, like, you know, it's so far-fetched. It's like, these, like you hear about, you know, like, how how hiring goes in um, in college football, how bad it is. And then especially, like, or someone that's had, you know, multiple jobs or, or whatever. Like, I just never thought that would happen. Like, a coach that, like, turned around programs, but because he turned around really bad programs, had a losing record. I never would have thought that person would have got one of the, you know, five to eight best jobs in the country. I just never would have thought that would happen. And... Wow, it happened. It might be an awesome recruiter. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that they actually hired, like, the best person for the job. And, like, didn't let, you know, stupid stuff get in the way. Yeah, man. Uh, as y'all can hear, we got that war champ playing in the background. So just to let y'all boys know where we at. We ain't the SEC. We ain't the Big Ten. This is the Knowles, bitch. Best believe. Um, yeah, let me let me turn this shit off. You know, before they before they yank this shit down. Um, but yeah, that's that's gonna, that's gonna wrap up the show. <laughs> Um, thank you guys all for listening uh, in on the live feed. All you guys that drop uh, comments in the comment section, and also um, like I said, around the world and all that. But um, I dropped a song this week. Uh, y'all should go check it out. Um, you can go to my SoundCloud. I, matter of fact, I'm going to throw it at the end of this podcast so y'all can listen to it. We up out of here. Peace. Later. Don't you want to sound rich? Make sure these light skins never, ever, never come back in style. Make sure these light skins again.
never, ever, never come back and stab. They wasn't coming back. Never ever, never come back and stab. Yeah, wasn't coming Time is here. Actually, it been a minute since we all appeared. And I don't know what they were so threatened for. Cause we supposed to be soft, man. Good Lord. I can't believe they believe that. Everywhere you look, man, we back. It been that way for me long as I can remember. I never found the jokes funny. What is the agenda? They looking at us like we all niggas anyway. Oh, I'm so light-skinned. What they finna say? You got that good head. You related to the boss. Get some new jokes because the mother shit's was. I never had a problem being black. But my own people acting like we ain't really that. On both sides of it, man. And I ain't talking strong because they trying to find ways to take us all out at once. But they want to... What up the Barack? He can tell you it ain't sweet, dog. On the real, I was mad at yay. Like somebody must have took his lady back in the day. And he held on to it. But this ain't about him. It's the color line between black women and men. And the homie Wale talked all about the shades. And it light-skinned girls from way back in the day. Cause the love gone wrong. And I'm sure folks relate. But get them whack-ass memes the fuck out my face. With your mom or on them. I don't know that nigga. Story of OJ, man, we still nigga. Are we sensitive, bruh? That was Ralph Tress Van. And I'm sure it ain't make him no less of a man. Black as the ace of spade, a yellow would slow down. I'm trying to show y'all we need to be one now, but they wanna. Make sure these lights never, ever, never come back and stab. They wasn't coming back. Make If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.